Talking tunes, Oscar Osbo here and uh, filling time up with uh, some of the past interviews that I've done. This one was kind of interesting. We did, uh, I don't know, 20 some years ago, but it was a gentleman that was talking about uh, car tips. And of course, that never gets old. So here's his tips from 20 years ago. I'm sure you can still use them today. Talking tunes. Okay, now if, if I was going out to get to, if I see a car I like, and I say, I see it, and it's, uh, now would you recommend buying from a, a car dealer or buying from? Uh, well, most people like buying from an individual because right. buying from an individual, they feel like uh, they're going to get a, a more honest deal. Now, there's one thing people have to watch for. It's got a name now. It's called curbside. There are a lot of people out there that are selling used cars, adding them in papers, and they're pretending it's their car or their brother-in-law's car, right. and they're salesmen, really. Right. Uh, you want to check that out by always looking at the title of a car before any deals and if, if you're at all suspicious, say you want to see the title. If they say, well, they don't have it, then go on to somebody else because yeah. there's a lot of people doing that. Yeah, well, uh, we, we got a guy down the, down the street here in Henry that uh, every week I go by there, he has a new car in front of his house. <laughs> now, if they're honest about it, it doesn't matter. If, yeah. if they have a used car dealer license, they can show it to you, and they'll say, yes, I'm a used car dealer, and I buy and sell. Some of those guys, they know what they're doing. They'll buy a car for 1000 sell it for 2000 mm -hmm. and if somebody gets a good car for 2000 they could be very happy with it, but a lot of these people are just guys that go out and they buy wrecked cars yeah. or cars that have been stolen. They pick them up for for five, six hundred dollars, fix them as cheaply as they can, and try to sell them for three or four thousand dollars. The general way to find those people are in the ads in the paper. The asking price will usually always be a few thousand or fifteen hundred less than what the book value of the car is in those blue books, and that's pretty much a flag that says, "Oh, these people." Maybe a salesman selling and pretending it's somebody else. Right. Now, most people will advertise a car at book value, which is usually highly inflated in what it's actually worth. But they advertise it at book, so when you barter with them, you can come down. These guys already come down because they don't want to waste their time. They want to get people fast to sell cars and then sell another one. And they're, they're, they're pretty sharp at it, so you always want to look at the title, see whose name is in it. Okay. So you should well, check, the, check the name of the title and check, look at check. the name, see if it's their name. And, uh, See how old then, the title is? Uh, of course, the biggest thing there is it'll always tell you the last owner of the car and the original owner, if they're not the original, it goes back two generations. And if uh, they say it's one owner and it's got somebody else's name on as the previous lien holder, you know, they're giving you a line of baloney. Okay. And that makes a lot in a used car because if it's a one owner, it's worth a lot more than if it's been through two or three people. Okay, now if you're going up to these, these people and they're selling this, this used car, now, aren't they selling it for re the reason that, uh, okay, there's too many things that are going wrong with this car, so they Well, there's lots of reasons. A lot of people are worried that when they get a used car, they're buying somebody else's problem. Yeah. Now, some of the times that's the case, but that's why I wrote this book. Today, it's not as much as it used to be because with the price of new cars averaging over $20,000, a lot of people can't afford a new car, and a lot of people, when they need cash, you just think, the only way you can get ready cash is by selling a car if you've got a nice car. It might take you a year to sell a house, and you know how TVs, VCRs are. You buy them for $800. If you ever try to sell them or pawn them, you're going to get about $50. Right, right. Cars are worth a lot of money. And, uh, as an example, last year I had a customer. She had three cars. Her and her two sons had three cars, and they needed money for his college education. So what they did was they sold the best car they had because they knew they wouldn't get much for the two clunkers. Right. But they sold a really nice Honda, for four thousand dollars and the person who bought it happened to be one of my customers and she was real happy with the car and they were happy to get the money so there's plenty of good used cars out there you just have to know what you're doing by reading a book like mine and uh, uh you don't have to be a mechanic you just have to be able to read the english language <laughs> okay okay so uh, now the like you say the first first step is checking the the the, the, the title to see if it's a uh, yeah, to see if it's a legitimate deal because you don't want to go any further if it's not a legitimate deal okay uh, and if it isn't just walk away now when an average person is checking out a car, there's three main things you want to look at, and that's the body, the engine, and the transmission. Everybody can use their eyes, look for blemishes, see if the paint doesn't match. And where you guys are, look under the wheel wells for rust, around all the windows, especially the front back windows, for rust, and open the trunk, look under the spare tire, and look around for rust there, because cars, that's where they start to rust, and when a car starts rusting, you guys know it's on its last legs, and you don't want to pay much money for a rusty car. If you're getting a car for a few hundred bucks, hey, you're going to get some rust up there. Down here in Texas, you don't, but up there you do, and it might still be a decent car, but if you're paying a lot of money, you don't want a rust mobile. And then you want to check the transmission, which most cars are going to be automatic, 
back up for about a minute or two in an empty parking lot because reverse is often the first gear that goes out in automatic. So okay. back up a little, then go up and down hills and corners, see if it shifts right. Even if you don't know what a transmission is, you know when it doesn't shift right and it jerks and clunks or if it makes noises, then check the engine. And if you know much about engines, just start the car up, look for smoke. If you see black smoke or blue smoke, walk away. And when you're road testing it, uh, in the summer especially, if it has air conditioning, turn the air conditioning on full blast. And when you drive it 10, 15 minutes, hey, look at the temperature gauge. Because if the temperature gauge is getting too hot, walk away. Never buy a used car that has an overheating problem because maybe it's a $50 water pump, but hey, it might be a $2,000 engine job, and you don't want to mess with a car that's overheating if you're going to pay a decent dollar for it. Okay, okay. Some good tips in here. I mean, this, this is... Oh, I've got millions of them in the book. <laughs> okay, all right. So this is something that I, I, I definitely should buy. I, I think yeah, I'm... It's, it's, I think Because it's been a very expensive... <laughs> Very, very expensive lesson for me. I've, I've, I've spent so many, so much money on used cars. I mean, uh, a friend of mine over at the air show this week, we were joking about some car that uh, Robosaurus was going to eat because uh, it looked like a better car than some of the cars that I've had in the past. You know, so um, I, I was never a very good judge of a very good yeah, judge of cars. Yeah, you know, this cars. book's only twelve dollars and ninety-five cents, and I figure I've saved Americans about fifty million bucks by how many I've sold so far. I figure the average person is going to save about five hundred dollars, and. Uh, it's knowledge that anybody can use. And even even you, when you said, oh, I've lost a lot of money. Well, you haven't really. Because just think, if you would have bought new cars instead of used, if you bought one for 20 and then when it's 7, 8 years old, it's worth about 3 you just lost $17,000. Right. And I imagine for $17,000, you could get quite a few good used cars. And even if a couple were lemons, you're still coming out ahead of time. Okay. <laughs> okay I'll tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, the cars are... Cars are the worst investment Americans make because it's complete depreciation. And I don't even care if you go out and buy classic cars. I used to work with a guy that uh, did classic cars. He'd buy them and fix them up and sell them. And they depreciate like anything else. Oh, yeah. Even though one of these books will say, uh, you know, 1956 Bugatti is worth $500,000. You try to find somebody who's going to pay you $500,000. Yeah. I've had customers all day long buy classic T-Birds and Lincolns and things like that from the 60s. And they were really fixed nice. And they picked the things up for seven, $8,000. They never have all that much resale value because it's a toy and not that many people are going to spend fifteen, twenty grand. for And it's a very toy. expensive to keep it up. Yeah, yeah that they I, can't use every day anyway. I had a 62 Ford Fairlane that I finally sold because I, I found out how much money it was going to keep costing me to keep fixing this thing up. And I figured it was time to, it was time to get out. So. Yeah, when they get that old, they become toys. I have customers just bought a, a 60 Studebaker with a V8 in it. And it really goes. Uh, but the thing is, every time it breaks, you might be laid up for a month or two trying to find parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, as far as getting the book, is it, is it available in bookstores? You can order it in any bookstore in the United States. But okay. if you're in a hurry, you can call 1-800-221-9697. And it's only $12.95. It'll save you a lot of headache. <laughs> okay. So 1-800-221-9697. Okay. Or you can order it in any bookstore in the United States. Okay, we got a brand new Barnes and Noble. It's uh, just opened up today. So. Oh uh, yeah, you can order it there. Just tell my name, Scott Kilmer, just like Val Kilmer, same last name. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Scott. Well, thanks for having me on. And uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we should do a uh, a car tip of the week or something because uh, this, is, uh, this is definitely something that I could use. So maybe somebody else out there could uh, use it too. Sure. Anytime. Give me a call. Okay. Thanks, okay. Scott. Mm-hmm, bye. Goodbye. Talking tunes, well, you can tell this interview was just a few years ago, quite a few years ago. We talked about VCRs being $800 and their show. And, but anyway, uh, it's still good in it, good information, good advice, and I should have listened to it when I bought my Equinox that's been through two engines now. But anyway, here's Queen with I'm in Love With My Car.
Why did we repeal the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, John? Why did we repeal the 19th Amendment to the Constitution? We repealed the 19th Amendment, Peter, uh, to replace it with the 20th. That's why the 20th was an... <laughs> Wait a minute. Do we laugh at stars when they give answers? I'm not laughing, John. If there is anything helpful, uh, helpful for other actors to be drawn from my experience, I think it is this. Don't try to fake... what? Anything. <laughs> now back to Talk and Tunes. Welcome to Talk and Tunes. I'm Oscar Osmo. And, you know, this is one of the interviews that I, I really enjoyed doing because uh, Bill Marshall and I go back... Uh, a lot of years at the park row and uh oldies fm i mean just i don't know how many years ago that was but it was a long time ago and him and i worked in radio together uh, a few different times and you know he also did some stuff when i used to do the lv tv show and uh that was on tv 40 way back when and he would do a few uh vj guest shots for me too like this one commercial back with you on lv television and uh they put me to work they said that my producer wasn't going to get my six-figure salary together, so they put me to work laying tiles, and this is about the most I've laid of anything in a long time, to be honest with you. Okay, we're here with Bill Marshall, and we're going to ask him a few questions. First question, of course, Mr. Bill Marshall is... Uh... Yes, Oscar. <laughs> How and when did you get started? I got started in radio in 1989. I was a little bit older, but... Uh... You know, all, girls always told me I had a nice deep voice, so I thought I'd give it a shot. It's that simple. Okay. <laughs> so what, what, in Muskegon, you've been just Muskegon mainly, right, as far as radio stations? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. West Michigan, but mostly Muskegon. And uh, can you tell us where you started at? I started at WCXT in Hart, Michigan, working for the Waters family up there when they were light rock, and I was there for about a year, and then... Uh, Came in to Muskegon, went to work for the oldies, was there for a few years. And as you know, Oscar, most of us that have been around here have pretty much worked at every radio station there is. And I think with the exception of country, I think I've done every format. 
Can you uh, tell me about some of your favorite people from the past, besides me, of course? Besides Oscar Osbo, and yeah. uh, of course, Peter Tripp was just a really great guy to work with. But No, just a lot of friends. I've got a lot of friends that uh, I've met through the years, and you know, Mike Murphy, Dan Vandermine back in the day, Nancy Waters, Mark Waters were good people to work with. Um, I don't have anybody that's my favorite. Love the boat, man. I loved working with him, Andy O. Uh, that was always a blast working with him as well. A lot of people. Pam Roberts worked with her for a number of years. To say specifically that there's one person that I like better than anybody else, probably not the case. I think the positive is I don't really have any enemies in the business, which is something that not a lot of people can say in radio. So, But uh, there's people I haven't even mentioned. Brian Thomas, Lynn Grant, just a bunch of different people who I have uh, loved working with over the years. Now, as far as any good stories, you got any really good stories you want to share that you can that you can share? Good stories. Well, let's just say without uh, using too many words, I'm glad I did not use my real name in radio. How about that? One of the, you know, you're a town this size. There's really not a lot of crazy stuff that happens, but you do on occasion get listeners who can be a bit overzealous, and I've, without going into any details, I've had that happen a few times. Okay. All right, well, anything else you want to say as far as radio? Uh, you know, it's been uh, great, man. I've uh, done it for 33 years now, and I haven't had to grow up, and uh, <laughs> that's the best part. And I love where I am now. Muskegon's 100.9. i got a wonderful boss. This is a great, great place to work. And uh, to finish off my career, which is what I pretty much figure I'm doing at this point in time, I couldn't uh, be in a better place. Love what I'm doing. It's just great to be back in community radio here, locally, live, doing radio. Really enjoying it. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't put it up chest high for us there, man. This is from 72 also. About being on the road. It's called Turn the Page. Yeah. East of Omaha, you can listen to the engine moaning out as one old song. You can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before. But your thoughts will soon be wandering the way they always do. When you're riding 16 hours and there's nothing much to do And you don't feel much like riding You just wish the trip was through mm. See, here I am On the road again There I am Up on the stage here I go, playing star again. There I go, turn the page. Well, you walk into a restaurant, strung out from the road. You feel the eyes upon you as you're shaking off the cold. You pretend it doesn't bother you, but you just want to explode. Most times you can't hear them talk, other times you can't. All the same old cliches is that a woman or a man? You always seem outnumbered You don't dare make a stand Here I am On the road again There I am Up on the stage Here I go Playing star again there I go, turn 
lots of energy you try to give away as the sweat pulls out your body like the music that you play With the echoes from the amplifiers ringing in your head You smoke the day's last cigarette Remembering what she said Ah, here I am On the road again There I am Up on the stage here I go, playing star again. There I go, turn the page. Call in to win, please. Call in to win $600. Eddie Fisher said recently, I am sorry. I am sorry for them both. Who or what was he referring to? Oh, his fans. <laughs> Cock and Tunes, we're back. And, Bob, you have some information there to share with Killer Blues. Yeah, Steve's still or here. Steve can, Steve can share. Yeah. yeah, he's here. Yeah, let's uh, remind everybody, in case thing. you didn't, uh, hear the whole show. You can also catch us on YouTube. Right. Oh, remind Speaking everybody of that. that. Okay. Yeah. YouTube. You can go to Oscar Asbo Talking Tunes if you go and search and talk. And but now we were also. I just want to let you know that in Google, we're also blogging on Google. So if you go to, um, we're blogging. We're blogging, man. Blogging. I set it up. So if you go, now I can't find the where, where you blog to. But <laughs> no, it's talk talk and tunes show Muskegon com. If you go to Google, you put in talk and tunes show, muskegon.com. I need water. Go ahead. All right. Well, Steve, again, thanks for being here today. And just remind everybody a little bit about your cause and how to get a hold of you. All right. Our, our, our uh, cause is the Killer Blues Headstone Project. It's a 501c nonprofit. Our mission statement is the Killer Blues Headstone Project exists to provide headstones for blues artists lying in unmarked graves. Uh, we've been doing this for 11 years now, and in those 11 years, we've purchased 123 headstones in 15 states across the country. You can find us on our website of killerblues.net. We are on Facebook under Killer Blues, uh, Twitter, and my email is killerblues88 at yahoo.com. All right, and because it is a nonprofit, all contributions are tax deductible. Yes, indeed they are. For a okay. great cause. Yes, right. Now, there's one thing I wanted to bring up with you guys. I kind of wanted Britta here, too, to do it, but um, the boatman, I talked to him, and he, he invited us up to Ludington to do a show and to have pizza at the Chuck Wagon. Paul and I know about the Chuck Wagon. Yes, absolutely. Best pizza ever. So we can we can all go up there sometime and uh, maybe meet with Boatman and just do a show right there from the chuck wagon if we have enough room because that's just a little. You been there yet? No. It's a little tiny it's place, small. but it, but small. the but the pizzas are phenomenal. They're Paul phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah, been there and he is a legend of radio for sure. Yeah. 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 So we we that'd be kind of fun to do. So that's very great. cool. Yeah. So anyway, so maybe we might be taking a trip to Lennington. and of course we're taking a trip to the sound of music. Yeah. And. Yes, and we have to G's know that. What? Sanctuary for yeah. <laughs> Lost and Miss. Alienated animals. There you go. <laughs> Bullied. And, and little green men in, inside light bulbs. Can you believe I don't get paid for this? 
get this abuse at home, right? Uh, we're all getting paid. Yeah, we're You're the only paid. one not getting paid, uh, G. Yeah, we didn't tell you about it, Greg. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but you do have a viewpoint uh, yeah. to share. Yes. Of course. It is time for my viewpoint or my opinion. Please remember this is my opinion, my opinion only. Um, literally. Literally. Um, I just want to talk to people for a second. Um, and walking around and going to stores and stuff like that, we have lost the ability to look each other eye to eye, shake hands, and say hello. We, well, well, you can't shake hands anymore. Yeah, because of that. But we've lost the ability to do and say hello because we're staring at our phones. And the thing is that you're missing out on some beautiful moments because we're staring at technology Technology is great, is wonderful, we've talked about that, but we're missing out on the opportunity to be able to speak and say hello. Um, that's just my opinion, and I just wanted to share that with everyone. Now, people should come up, too, to Ludington and buy us pizza over at the Chuck Wagon, so then they can speak with us and all that good stuff, too. Shake our hands. Shake our hands. Look <laughs> us in the eye. <laughs> yeah. The last people to look us in the eye. Yeah. They're not around anymore. Oh no, no. I, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, but I, I'll, I'll tell you what though, we've we've lost that it, that being able to give someone a firm handshake or um, look someone in the eye and say hello oh, because we're too busy looking at our Facebook posts that we didn't get enough likes. Yeah. You're missing out some beautiful moments, and you're missing out on a chance to have a new friend. Sometimes Talk, talking tunes is a beautiful moment, man. That's just a beautiful man. moment here. Yeah. Depends who you are. This, this is the kind of show. <laughs> this is the right kind of now. show we will look you in the eye and tell you to change your sheets. <laughs> I don't know about you. It's been a rough day for me. I feel like I've been hit by Tyson. Well, you glad, look like it too. I'm glad you brought that up because my wife told me that after two, two or three months, it was time to change my sheets. So. <laughs> Two or three months, eh? Okay. She finally had enough. Uh, <laughs> that crunch was too they, much. Did they snap off or break in half? Or anyway, all right. Okay, so once again, um, you can go to Oscar Osbo Talking Tunes on YouTube and find all this stuff plus a bunch more from the old days that we did back when Bob and G and I were doing that. This wonderful this wonderful show and in uh john van wyke and brian worsham and uh bill eddings so and annette annette so if you want to hear some of that stuff you can also get that over there too but you got uh, some of our old stuff there and some of our new stuff there but the other way you can go is uh go to our i'm trying to put them all up there but i'm it's there's so many of them I'm trying to put them up there but you can go to uh google and uh, go to our blog talk and tunes now it's an n Talk and Tunes Show, Muskegon.com. So there we go. We got to thank blog. this. We have to thank this radio station here, by the way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, MuskegonRadio.com also, you can listen to the show. So we got to thank it for what? What are we thanking them for now? Well, they, they you know, they we give us for letting us do the show. Yeah, for letting oh, us yeah, do yeah, the yeah, show. They haven't booed us yet. I mean, <laughs> this is like six weeks now. Yeah, we haven't, they haven't said yet. anything yet. We haven't been booted. We, they even wrote a story about us and called Britta. Burger. I mean, so there yeah. we go. <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty incredible. You're it's well, it's way to run, Ron. Yeah, it is. We're out having fun. We don't care. We're having a good time. So that's all that matters. All right. So that's it. Talking tunes. Change your sheets. And they are UFOs. Damn it. Do you remember the old Talking Tunes show? If so, you're probably dead or detained. Either way, the FCC statute of limitations has finally run out, meaning the old crew, along with a few newbies, has been cleared to bring back the show that brought you spam fest, stupid news, and nude stock. So raise your glasses and lower your standards every Saturday morning from 10 till noon, only on Muskegon's 100.9 FM. Anybody bring the Geritol? coming to you live. Good morning. Good morning. Everybody, let's sing along. Hi there. My name is Roland Sandberg, and I tune in all the way here in Finland, Europe. Lots of greetings from Finland. Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Talking Tunes. I'm your announcer, Kitty Litter. Now it's time to talk to the loon tunes of Talking Tunes. 
Welcome to Talkin' Tunes 2020. All right, Talkin' Tunes, and we're talking with the one and only Peter Tripp, the curly-headed kid in the third row. It's nice to talk to you anyway, even though we can't uh, be together anymore for a while. You know, nice to have you on the phone anyway. Now... A little strange doing it this way, but I guess it'll be all right. Yeah. Well, you know, you, I know how much you miss giving me a, a big hug and, and kiss, but you know, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing I didn't, I don't miss. <laughs> now, what, what about, uh, I, we want to talk a little bit about some of the things that have been going on, you know, because it's been so much going on during this whole thing when we've been kind of trapped inside our houses. But, um, one thing that happened fairly recent was, uh, Kenny Rogers passing away and you and I both, you know, loved Kenny Rogers music. So, and you know, and Kenny Rogers, and we got that old story where we actually pretended we were big time reporters and got backstage yeah. for a Kenny Rogers yeah, concert. I you know. free, yeah. I got free tickets to get into the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we, it was very, it was very cool. I mean, we got to see how they built the round stage that he was on that circular ch- stage that he had. And, and yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was Kenny, Rye, I think I seen him three times. I saw him once with Terry. I saw him <laughs> once with you sneaking backstage and, uh, once with, uh, Terry and my daughter, we actually went and saw Kenny Rogers. So it was, you know, I'm just a big fan of the guys. So, uh, well, like you said, uh, the time that uh, you and I were down there, that's the first time I was able to see Kenny Rogers in person. Of course, that was uh, when he came about. It was way past my DJ days, so that yeah. was uh, that was a nice going back like that and be able to, you know, brought back a lot of memories from my fifties experiences. But right. that was very that was very fascinating. The only other fascinating thing was the time we went to Walker Arena, and I think Kiss was in there, and I was I was walking to the bathroom up on one of the, you know, the, the upper thing there where you walk to the bathroom when they shot off those fireworks. I was just opposite in the stage. I almost didn't have to go to the bathroom. It was almost <laughs> right there. Yeah. Almost <laughs> let it, let it all hang out right there. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, my favorite, I saw where you, uh, I saw where you put up, uh, going back to, uh, Kenny Rogers in the first edition. Yeah. 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 That was Some what, of that music. That was one of my favorite songs by him. They tell it all brother. And you know, it was a, yeah. my, my, yeah. my sister, Kathy, who had passed away a few years ago. Um, I used to babysit her, her girls, her kids when I was younger and she didn't have much music variety there. And you know me, I like to hear my music. She had the yeah. car, she had the carpenters. She had like Don Ho and, uh, she had some a track that was there. It was like a boot, one of those bootleg a tracks. And one of the songs on, on track, I remember it was always on track four was Kenny Rogers singing tell it all brother. So I'd always have to listen to that whole track to flip it back to track four, to hear that song again. I play it like three or four times, you know, it just, it was one of my, <laughs> one of my favorites by him. So I was just, yeah. I don't know, 13 yeah, or so. My, yeah. My two favorite songs by him, of course, the uh, number one was the gambler. Oh yeah. And uh, number two, cause I just liked the flow of it was the uh, islands in the stream with Dolly Parton. Oh yeah, that was a that was one of his biggest hits with Dolly was the Island yeah. of Stream. So well, he had a lot of good music, a lot of good music though. That that's for sure. And that song was written by Barry Gibb too of the Bee Gees. So there you go, Islands yeah. of the Stream. The one thing Kenny Rogers, the first edition, I was a big big fan of them. So of course you know we Tell It All Brother and and uh, Reuben James and and all that stuff that he did early. And then you yeah. didn't, you didn't hear about him, and then all of a sudden you're sitting in a bar, and all of a sudden you hear picked upon time to leave me. It's like, that's Kenny Rogers. What, <laughs> what is that? Yeah. I, I was never a big fan of his acting in the gambler, but you know, I'm sure there were a lot yeah, of people that, yeah, were. you know, yeah, it was, it was okay, but yeah. uh, give me a break, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it was fun. Kenny Rogers as a cowboy or <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness Till boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces and Knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying 
I can see you're out of aces for a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. So I handed him my bottle and he drank down my last swallow. Then he bombed a cigarette and asked me for a light. And the night got deathly quiet and his face lost all expression. Said, if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out a cigarette. Faded off to sleep And somewhere in the darkness The gambler he broke even But in his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got to know when to hold them Know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table be time enough to count when the deal is done. You got to know when to hold them. When to hold know when to fold them. Know when to walk away and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the deal is done, you got to know when to hold them. The one and only Paul Lynn. The one and only, right, Mr. You. Only. <laughs> True or false? Some airlines now give you a thorough frisking before permitting you to board the plane. Well, that's the only reason I fly. <laughs> Welcome back to Talking Tunes. I'm Oscar Osbo, and like I said, the crew is not with me here today, but I've got the crew here with me as far as in spirit, and of course, we have the crew from 20 years ago. Back in uh, Whitehall when we did the uh, Thunderbolt Jim uh, remote, and of course Thunderbolt Jim is no longer there, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So I want to share this little bit with you. This is with uh, Greg Roberts, John Van Wyke, uh, Annette Bach, Ooh Baby Baby, and uh, Brian Worsham, also uh, Bill Eddings, the Chronicle guy at the time. So here we go. A lot of fun. G-Man's in the house. Hey, the house. I got my G-Man fix this morning. <laughs> yeah. Big old bear hug. That's what I'm talking about. And he, ha- he was bear. <laughs> oh, ooh. ooh. That's a scary, that's yeah. a scary thought and sight. No, it was lovely. Inside, yeah. Okay. Talking tunes, I'm Oscar Osbo. We're here with Annette. We have the G-Man in the house. Uh, Wendy is here. And, of course, over at Thunderbolt Jim, we have John <laughs> Flexor Pex Van Wyke. <laughs> Don't hate don't don't mention anything about my zipper either. <laughs> oh, oh we wouldn't think of it, John. Yeah. How's your prostate, by the way? I found it. Yeah. And we have well, a course. At least I found it on an anatomical map the other day, so I know at least I know where it is now. Oh, well, I John, think you better, you better out the get it back. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we have Bill Eddings over there, the Chronicle guy. Hi there. And Brian Worsham, who is uh, the West Michigan web designs guy, J- slash JC. Slash, I, I, I hit my face against the beer bottle. lightweight champion. <laughs> Not. And we're getting all pumped up here at Thunderbolt Gym in Whitehall. 614 East Colby. Hey, John. What? 
Oh. Um, have him work uh, uh, real extensively with Brian. <laughs> so <laughs> next hey, time. Greg, you want to talk. I say, you're too embarrassed to come up here. Hey, how's your prospect, John? <laughs> I want to see you get on one of these treadmills with me, pal. At least, when, at least when we all stand up, you can see her belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You're the one with the zipper that's broken, and you still can't see what's down there, buddy. Well, so don't go there well, with me. Some people consider that a plus. <laughs> yeah, at least I can see back when I sit down. <laughs> it's already that's started. been debated. Already that's started. been it's debated. Like it's done again. I think we should uh, tell people we got some tremendous equipment up here. This yeah. is a great setup. Now is Brenda there with you? Yeah, yeah she is. she's right at the front counter right now. Okay, how about Lynn and Nick? They're not here yet, but they're on their way. Okay. Um, now, uh, Brenda Rogers went and saw her yesterday, and uh, when I set the equipment up, and she said, I'll be there at 7.30. Now, she wasn't there, was she, John? Well, she was real well, close. Real close. She was she close. Was real we close. were early. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so much for your, those guys are never early. Uh, uh, huh? She told us what you said. We heard about the caveat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the caveat. Oh. Nothing escapes us. <laughs> Nothing escapes you, Bill. Oh, uh, the boat. O only thing that escapes escapes from John is something out of his pants. But anyway, we now <laughs> I got it contained. Thank you we, very we much. got we got to explain that. Yeah, you, contained. You went to McDonald's to go to the, to go to the uh, to the uh, facilities and get some coffee. Uh huh. He got so excited about this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good coffee, but however, you, bro you broke the zipper right. in well, your pants. Yeah, my forearm muscles like twitched when I was pulling my zipper down, and it broke off. <laughs> How many times did it twitch, John? <laughs> and there goes the family audience. Yeah. <laughs> there goes the family. Yeah, really. I uh, want to let you know, too, that uh, this will be kind of exciting. Next week, of course, we'll be over at uh, uh, Cinema Carousel with Ron Van Timmeren, Executive Vice President. And, of course, I, I invited Paul Beatty to join us to ride the carousel. And so that, Greg's going to do the carousel marathon, right? Yeah, I think so. Hi, him and Paul Carousel-a-thon. Beatty. And him. I will be in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Okay. With, not with Paul Beatty. Uh, he hasn't talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame him? He's surprising him? you. <laughs> okay, so now uh, uh, we'll, we've got Thunderbolt Jim. We've got some giveaways over there. Now, have you seen the cinema carousel tickets yet? Yes, we have. We found them. Okay, so what we'll do is the first... Uh, we've got about, what, five or six there? I tell you, the first five people that come in, we'll give them a pass for two to Cinema Carousel. They stop over at Thunderbolt Gym right on Colby Street there yeah, they, can, they can register when they come in. They can re register all day long. They're going to be doing a drawing for a free month's membership, too. What's okay. All they've got to do is just come in and fill out your name and address and uh, put your name in the fishbowl and... Uh in the uh, mason jar up there. Yeah, $39 and, uh, value. Yep. And uh, be eligible for a free month membership here. Put and, my name down, will you? And, John, I just want yeah, you to know, I just look and I can see my belt buckle. Oh, Thank you very much. Okay. When they get those tickets, when they get those, those, those cinema carousel tickets, all they got to do is come in and say, I'll pump you up, okay? Do they have to say it like that? Oh, no, more, a little bit more, <laughs> little bit more like Arnold if they can. You are. I'll pump you up. So, ah, something like it, anyway. <laughs> what, what about a weather? What you Annette? <laughs> now, speaking of pump you up, hi, Annette. Okay. Now, uh, we have G-Man live here now. It's not not a tape. He's really here. I'm really here. <clears throat> so, uh, did he have an editorial? Did he walk up the stairs under his own power, or did somebody have to help him? <laughs> well, I heard a couple of huffs and puffs on the way up. But, you know. <laughs> Coffee break. Yeah, he's having a little problem with those chicken ankles. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John, how's the Scotchomatic machine up there? Uh, not bad. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't go far enough downtown Whitehall to see if Todd's was open yet. But uh... <laughs> well, you know, it's it's kind of nice to have the G-Man back in the house, just so you guys can pick on him. He can pick back now. You know, so that's good. Before yeah, we just pick it on him. Yeah, I know. Before, before, before that, the last you couple weeks has been picked on Greg, and he couldn't pick back.
This is for $1,000 in a tie game. What is the worst punishment you can get for bigamy in California? Two mother-in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 